0: Well, it was the largest Pride event uh, ever hosted at the White House. It just happened this past week and uh, got a lot of attention for a lot of reasons. Not all that were good. Uh, There were comments about flags that were flying and other things. But uh, and and some of the comments you see as well from the administration uh, certainly lends itself to question you, what is really going on here? (laughs) Welcome into America Out Loud, Pulse. It is indeed Malcolm Out Loud here along with my co-host.
1: Dr. Peter McCullough.
0: So we are, you know, the one thing I'll say to you that I, when we look at something like this story, Peter, and it always comes back in my mind to division. I think a lot of these things are used to divide people, uh, which is really pretty sad, the state of affairs today in our country. Well, I look at that with race, I look at that with gender, I look at that with this gay trans stuff now, but there's a medical component to this too that a lot of people don't understand and don't talk about, the risk, and it's all being pushed in the schools, it's it's pushed, I'm telling you, it's, it's pop culture now, it's pop pop culture, uh, nothing like we ever seen growing up, but it's the state of the land, but what you think about this White House and the uh, president hosting this biggest event ever at the White House?
1: It's hard to know. Is this a fad? Is this like uh, bell bottoms, eight-track tapes, <laughs> uh, long hair, uh, smoking dope at uh, Woodstock, Malcolm? Or have we reached new levels of of hypersexuality, debauchery, de- debasement? I mean, there were bare-chested women, or at least we thought they were women. You know, in the on the White House grounds, uh, different uh, levels of nakedness and and. Um, uh, just extraordinary hypersexuality. There, no no dignity, no no respect whatsoever. Uh, the claim by uh, Biden a- and and many, uh, especially on the left, is a claim of inclusiveness, right. uh, as if. Um, but it does think, the
0: opposite. I say it divides people. That's what well, I
1: say. It's, it's so interesting. Yeah, it, it's the opposite. It divides people. But yeah. it's it's the idea that a transgender person is a natural occurrence. And so they're naturally occurring. And so there should be acceptance of this. And then I can just tell you as a doctor, I'd say, wait a minute, did a transgender person just fall out of the sky? Or uh, does this take some effort to become a transgender person? Obviously, it takes tremendous effort, and it takes a participating medical community. And that's where we are now. So transgender is not like being uh, black or white or Or brown, uh, it's something very different.
0: Yeah, I mean, you say it perfectly well, dear. I think most people can, you know, really understand and gravitate towards your comments as a medical doctor, and how you say that. And so, all right, so they're basically trying to make this normal behavior. That's what you're really saying. And but you know, this has been building for years, uh, Peter. It's been building for a long time because they've been pushing this in the schools now, and it really is an indoctrination. What they've done is they've made this acceptable behavior there are some areas in some states where you can even do this without your parents permission and change things and what have you and there's a big fight against this and i'll tell you who's leading the way in this thing is our legacy media constantly uh, they constantly support this thing and they get behind it and they make it more than what it is and then they what they do is they push back what's happened there's a lot of red states a lot of states rights that are pushed back now that, and they put legislation at the state's level to say, okay, this is unacceptable behavior. You can't do this stuff. You're crossing the Rubicon here. You can't do it. And yet then what the media does, the the media, they come out and say, well, those, 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 those political people, those Republicans over there, those people, you know, they make it political right away. They they're trying to stop people from living their life and that really becomes the political argument of this thing. Because like everything else in our country, it's a left and right fight of stupidity and common sense or lack of it, you know, and that's really what's happening. It's, it's set of the set. I feel bad for the kids, the young people who don't have a clue. Most of them I've got some, but my son has a friend, the same thing. She thought she was something else. So she was a boy. She wanted to be a boy and she's a girl. I mean, if you're born, I'm sorry, Peter, but if you're born with a certain uh, chromosome, you can't really change that, can you? Now, I mean, as a doctor, right? You really can't change that, right?
1: You're right. So, uh, girls are XX chromosomes, and one of the X chromosome does involute to what's called a bar body and somewhat functional. Boys get a single X and a single Y, and there are very rare conditions where it's XXY, for instance, or very rare. So, almost everybody is XX or XY. That sets things now. When there are little boys and little girls, as they're advancing to puberty, there's not much difference. You look at a a three year old boy and a three year old girl. Look at their bodies. There's not much of a difference there. I mean, a, 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 a boy has a yeah. has a you know a rudimentary penis and very small testicles. A girl has rudimentary vagina and the urethra and the clitoris. But uh, you know the the body is preparing to differentiate into a man and a woman. And how that happens is through puberty. This is very important. So uh, all individuals are in a sense, gender ambiguous or has some ambiguity as they approach puberty. And there's some natural clumsiness and and feeling of being uncomfortable. I've always said junior high is always the toughest time, right? Uh, because of these changes. But when... Uh, Normal people go through normal puberty. The brain becomes a male brain, or the brain becomes a female brain forever. And so puberty, the, the the cure for gender dysphoria or gender ambiguity is to go through normal puberty. What's going on now, Malcolm, is a very disturbing trend, and it's actually occurring within medicine, where uh, it's now being indoctrinated into medicine for doctors to interfere with the natural puberty process. So I met a doctor the other day and she was studying for her family medicine board exam. And they gave a question that there was a 10-year-old boy and he was approaching puberty and he had gender ambiguity, gender dysphoria. He wasn't happy or comfortable with the idea of being a boy. And it says, the next most reasonable thing to do is, it says, start puberty blockers that was the correct question for the doctor. Hmm. And I can tell you as somebody who's a senior person in medicine, that's not the correct answer. The correct answer is let the child go through normal puberty. But now doctors are taught to intercept this and begin puberty blockers. So before puberty, they're actually given drugs that affect the pituitary gland in the brain to have them stop releasing the hormones that are going to have the testes and the ovaries mature and start to produce normal uh, testosterone and estrogens respectively. And so that will forever change that individual. We should never intercept and block natural puberty, yet it's being taught in medical schools, it's being taught in residencies, that's now the correct answer on a test. And I have to tell you as a doctor, I'm very, very disturbed about this trend. Every major medical society has signed off on this. So Every why? Single, why
0: though? Why is that? Why are they doing it in the medical community,
1: Malcolm? They, they. Um, I mean,
0: they don't stand up for any truth anymore. And I mean, healthcare—it's terrible. What's happened here? It, Look it, at what's it, transpired through COVID, and now we're talking about this.
1: Well, it, it's so interesting, isn't it? So it is this medicine orthodoxy through COVID refuse to treat it, let the virus slaughter the patients, push the vaccines. And it's the same orthodoxy now that's pushing this transgender agenda. And let wow. me they are pushing it. Do you know every major medical center now has ch- transgender clinics and programs, what they call gender affirmation. And uh, they are performing surgeries, uh, prescribing hormones. And, and the only way to slow down this freight train is that states are having to step in and put legislation and in place to ban these programs, uh, particularly for y- young individuals. And what I've said is we shouldn't have any transgender medicine because no doctor who's ethical w- would ever perform uh, a surgery, which we'll get to in a minute, or, or whatever prescribe these, uh, these pituitary active drugs or androgens or estrogens to, to children.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, i it's profound what we're talking about it's it's a societal shift in a way of thinking Peter. it's what's it's a it's and, and it's like when you're talking right now you almost can't even rationalize or you can't rationalize with a lot of this thinking yet as you say so they're giving these puberty blockers to the little ones which there's nothing good that can come out of that uh, it messes these people these young uh, spirits these young souls it messes them up for life then a lot of them regret the decisions. I see a lot of those studies I've been looking at now where they regret the decisions and later on, wanna go back to the way God intended them to be. And, but it's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of damage done in the process. So the But the doctors are prescribing these, and I'm seeing this, all these puberty blockers, it's routine now, as you say, they're not pushing back. What's happened to the backbone in the medical community? Why have they fallen into this trap routinely now? and this shift that has taken place in society, you know?
1: It is Uh, something, Malcolm, that it is worth talking about because medical people are uh, participating in this. You know, there's nurses in these clinics. There are uh, obviously doctors, nurse practitioners. They've all, uh, you know, they've all bought into this. And uh, what we've learned here is that... um, the medicines are absolutely uh, horrendous in terms of uh, in terms of what they do. So uh, I, you know, I'm just going to review the papers just like I did with COVID. So a paper published by Santos and colleagues, uh, published in Curious, the journal in 2023. Uh, name of the paper is Gender Affirming Hormone Therapy: Physical and Sociological Effects, Impact, and Satisfaction. Now, the majority are boys trying to be girls. Uh, The peak age that they try this is actually 16 to 20, so it's actually post-puberty, and this is from Portugal. And Malcolm, whatever's going on is not just American. It's all over the world at the same time.
0: uh, No, you're right with that. You're right. It's funny how these things bubble up, and then they take over the whole world. You're right.
1: In fact- Other parts of the world were ahead of us, Malcolm. Really? 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 Yeah. So the Netherlands are ahead of the United States. Some parts of Europe. It's happening in Russia, for instance. Uh, Putin is just trying to get a handle on it by banning it. It's happening in South America. But back to this paper by Santos and colleagues, uh, peak age where the boys are trying this and and girls to some extent, uh, where they go on the opposite uh, hormones, 16 to, to 20. Listen to this. 89% get sick with taking these hormones mood swings, acne, hair falling out, pelvic pain, decreased sexual drive, mood swings, um, nausea, vomiting. You know, if you're a normal boy at age 16, the testosterone levels are pretty high. If you start giving estrogen, the boy's going to get sick. A girl who's just gone through puberty where where the estrogen and progesterone cycles are are setting in, and you give her testosterone, she's going to get really sick and have mood swings. And so the, the hormonal therapy is an absolute bust.
0: And these are the most challenging years of a young life, keep in mind now. These are already challenging without that. When you add but, that to the mix, but, you want to see why people are messed up.
1: Well, yeah, no wonder. I mean, think about the Nashville uh, mass shooting in yeah. that uh, Christian yeah. school. Yeah. Uh, that was a girl who was on male hormones. Yeah. She was trying to be a boy. and uh, no wonder there's violence and uh y- you know and mood swings, what have you in the published data, that's the case. Uh, and then if we look at the surgeries, Malcolm, this is absolutely <laughs> atrocious what the surgeries do. It's um it- it's absolutely terrible So, Uh, The boys are getting breast implants. That's probably the least of uh, the harm there. Uh, But what's going on, Malcolm, with uh, the boys who go all the way on this to the penis is atrocious. They're undergoing a procedure called penile inversion vaginoplasty. Mm. Now, let me tell you what. This is like viewer discretion advised here, anybody listening in. The male penis is flayed open. Uh, you know, on its length, and it's cored out, and then then it's inverted to become a vagina. It's stuffed back into the male pelvis. Oh my God. The testicles are removed, mm. and th- then the urinary um, uh, tract, the urethra, is trying to fashion to come out somewhere. It's a total mess. Uh, the, um, the other surgery done on the other side is really just uh, even more horrendous, and in a girl, what's done is uh, the vagina is sewed shut, and then uh, a a chunk of the thigh or the ri- or the forearm is taken, and it's made into like a hot dog wiener. So muscle and tissue is made or soft tissue is made. And then it's actually put on uh, either over the clitoris, most commonly it's called cl- cl- clitoral burial. And so the leg or arm is disfigured. This hot dog thing can't really transmit urine. It can't get an erection. Uh, the other surgery is called metoidioplasty which is trying to make the clitoris larger. And it makes it about as big as a, as a cocktail weenie. And uh, this surgeries, I mean, this is just absolutely atrocious. And let me cite the data. I mean, we just, we have to be true to the literature here. Uh, A paper published by Robinson and colleagues, 129 uh, women, so let's take the female surgery, underwent attempted surgery to create a penis or a phallus. Uh, And of those 129 individuals, uh, there were 281 complications requiring 142 additional re- revisionary surgeries. It was an absolute mess.
0: This is debauchery. This is, It's this is...
1: debauchery. It, it's basically absolute debauchery. And uh, mm. to see the pictures of these surgeries, it's on my sub stack. If people want to go to Courageous Discourse, you can see it. Malcolm, this is horrendous to take a normal human body and do this. And all over the world, uh, doctors now are all doing this, and, and for no reason. It doesn't make the person feel better. It's not. It's not treating a disease. It's actually making disease and disfigurement. Uh, it, it's clearly the most disturbing thing I've ever seen in my career. This actually makes all the stuff we see with COVID. Uh, uh, you know, this just takes it to a whole new level.
0: Mm, wow, oh, to hear you say that, yeah you know, and, and here's what's worth two two points to this now. You're going listen to listen, listen to these words now I give to you. Uh, this is a quote from, from Biden, from, from the administration. Uh, and he says, we see who you are made in the image of God, a deserving of dignity, respect and support, he said, in the image of God. Now you take that words and applied that to what you just shared and how they cut the body off and the debauchery that's in play here to do that and you see how they spin this stuff politically to this to these young people do you see that
1: yeah that's evil. It, it's, that's so evil. It's, it's evil it's so distorted it's it's exactly the opposite of the image of God exactly. it's almost it's exactly. it's it's an image of God's creation being uh mocked being yeah. desecrated amen amen uh so Malcolm, yeah. This is a major trend now. This is in our face every single day. Yeah. Uh, the indoctrination of children is very intentional. Pornography is pouring into the schools. Yeah. The teachers don't even know where it's coming from. Coming in the publishers, They uh, every time you turn around, the children are being exposed to wide-open pornography. Remember a child, 0 to 10, is very impressionable. In fact, it's called imprinting. Whatever they see at that yeah. age, you can't get it out of their mind. Hundred percent. So yeah. it, if the kids yeah. are there and the, and there's uh you know a gay yeah. pride um, drag queen festival and a yeah. man is dancing around uh, looking like some type of you know buffoon with his genitals out, that makes a permanent imprint on that little boy or little girl. Yeah. You yeah. can't get it out of their brain.
0: No, it's terrible. We railed against that the last few years and all these libraries and all these public entities. They were doing that with the kids and what have you. And our team and our folks at America are allowed railed against all of those uh, uh, problems. and but they were doing it. this This has started some years ago. It's been building for some time. On top of all that, as egregious as everything we're saying. So here's the spin. I mentioned to you what the media does and how they put this out there. There's a human rights campaign. Listen to this in the face of everything you just shared, okay? Now, this is what they do. Everything is black is white, white is black. Everything's the opposite of what it should be. Now they claim victim, victim. So the human rights campaign and the media is running with all of this. The, the LGBTQIA plus Americans are under attack. So that these people are now under attack because they're not being accepted. They're because people like these conversations we're having right now are pushing back with truth, with truth. And they don't want to hear truth because they They've got a whole different set of barriers. When you hear the president suggesting that this is the image of God, what does that tell you right there? And so the human rights uh, campaign—they say, sounding the alarm about the current political environment. The nation's largest organization devoted to the rights of uh, LGBTQ Americans and advisories warning against travel, travel to dangerous places. There was just a press bulletin a couple weeks ago that don't travel in the state of Florida. That they've gone crazy. They, they're they racist and phobe and ho- homophied and everything else. I mean, spe- speaking about Governor DeSantis. But the whole state, the whole state was branded as that. And other states are as well. Um, and so this human rights campaign, this group, this human rights campaign group, they're saying that now these people are the victim and society's pushing back on them and they don't like it. But you see the problem now. The, it's the cards. The the whole thing has been scripted, and it's it's been flipped on its head. Society has been flipped on its head, and now you've got president, the president of the United States. It's the image of God. Everything is safe. Everything is good. Go get your transgender surgery. It it couldn't be more sicker. It's it's just disgusting. And, and under
1: I, what authority does Biden have in saying it's the image of God? I, you know, you can see how you know, how preposterous this has become. Uh, Do you know that a gay pride flag is flying in the center, in the Capitol between the two columns? And there's actually even rules on this. This this is a a
0: real problem. Yes, Senator uh, Roger Marshall uh, out of Kansas uh, had a few things to say about it. He was referring to that. He says it's a disgrace. Not only is this a breach of what you just say right there, Peter, the U.S. flag code, but it's a glaring example of the White House's incompetence and insistence on putting the social agenda ahead of patriotism. And the code, by the way, is the flag of the USA should be the center and at the highest point uh, of the group when a number of flags of states or localities or pennants or societies are grouped and displayed uh, from staffs. But as you said, I mean, the whole thing was a circus act. It was like a bring on Barnum-Bailey circus affair. People taking shirts off, nudity on the White House lawn. He's up the image of God. You take that and apply that to the imagery you just said, and then you take a look at, at the and the, the whole medical field and what's taking place and these puberty blockers. And at the most uh, uncomfortable age, going through teenage years are the worst for young people, the absolute worst. I've got two teenage Well, they're now, well, they're becoming older now. My, <laughs> the oldest one is 21, so she even passed the teenage days in college, and the youngest is 19. And, you know, he he had a lovely, he had a friend, um, a um, a young girl, Peter, that I'll share with you, probably wonderful person, really a good, good person, a little messed up with the family, had a, I guess, her family life, whatever, but she wanted to change her name to be a boy, didn't cut the body parts off and stuff, but really wanted to, thought she was a boy, and she, had, she wanted to be called a different name and all that. And, you know, and she's a good person. And all we did try to build her up and we didn't exclude her, but we loved her for it and told her she's a and I, I would always say to her, like, um, you know, when I would see her or something, and even though she wanted to be a boy, I'd say, oh, what a great look. I would say things to edge her on that. She's a beautiful woman. She's a, a, a nice, young, vibrant teenager. And she loved me. She was going to give me a hug. But I was treated her with respect in that way, but reminded her in a loving way you know, that she was a, a woman, a young teenager, a girl, you know, that she wasn't. A, and I didn't make it, you know, whatever, messy or political for or anything else. I wouldn't do that to her. But you know what I mean? You see these young minds they are so impressionable. And I look at her and she's just looking for love and conditioning and going through some tough times in her life. and. Was a what? little masculine. We would call that a tomboy, wouldn't we? Remember, we had tomboys when we were younger, just girls that, yeah, sure. like, right? And we had that all I played with them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ma- but, Malcolm, you know, as a medical doctor, I can tell you, you did the right thing. What you did is what's real gender affirmation. Gender affirmation is to affirm that a genetic girl, an XY, who's born as a girl, is indeed a girl. And what we need to do nowadays is parents or grandparents, is when you have the children in this really impressionable age before puberty, they need to constantly be reaffirmed at who they are. So a little boy who's two or three, parents should be saying, hey, you're a little boy. See your penis. See your testicles. You're a boy. You're going to be a man when you grow up. You're going to be like your daddy. And we need to actually be proactive and keep affirming their gender. The same thing with girls. Uh, you know we need to get back to the olden days really you know you know there are certain kind of traditional things boys do and girls do. that's perfectly fine. But part of these boys activities and girls activities is gender affirming. They've taken the word gender affirming and twisting it around meaning gender affirming somebody ought to be fantasizing about being you know member of a different gender and it's exactly that it's it's a fantasy. It's medically impossible. For a, a girl to be born inside a, a boy's body or vice versa, it is, it's actually medically impossible. Yeah, and yeah. and w- we need to start to really yeah. work with the kids. And so by by letting her know she's a beautiful girl, you're affirming who she is. That's very important, as because all the kids as they approach puberty have some ambiguity. And you know, as I've brought out on uh, multiple yeah. uh, platforms. Uh, more and more kids have autism and autism spectrum disorder. So they're even more uncertain about yeah. themselves.
0: I would always refer to when she came in the room as, uh, how are you doing today, young lady? And I would just do it naturally, just as a natural statement. But she always knew that I was being real with her, being truthful. And she's an attractive young lady and a lot of potential. But it's okay to have a little masculinity in you or, or a little femininity, whatever the case is, and men are well, young boys or young girls. They, In fact, they have some of that. It's perfectly legitimate it uh, doesn't mean anything. I mean, you know, I mean, but you don't have to take it to the next level and stop puberty blockers and cutting your body up and everything else and then think it's unacceptable, you know.
1: Right. That's but it. I I think this is a really important conversation. I think people listening to this ought to, ought to appreciate this, that we do have to become more in tuned to our natural gender as we talk to young people. And it's fine to say, listen, you're a beautiful young girl, you're a wonderful young man, you're, you're really turning out to be a handsome man and keep giving that affirmation yeah. uh because what's happening on the other side is uh they're being confronted by others that say well wait a minute maybe you really should be the you know of the opposite gender yeah. and it, it's being suggested the social workers are going off and getting training on how to suggest to young people that they change their gender like I say the the schools are being flooded with pornography. I don't know if you've seen this book called "Gay Queer." Oh yeah, uh, I've I mean, not seen it, but I know we talk
0: about it. it's on the yeah, platform. It, you know.
1: it's uh, yeah. it's basically pornography. We're hearing about sex clubs mm-hmm. being uh, being developed K through uh, you know K through six, where the kids learn how to perform sexual acts as small children. Malcolm, wow. after wow. school, That's parents crazy. don't even know about it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. There are a couple states now where if a parent tries to stop their child from changing their gender, that the parents are criminalized. Uh, This is gonna happen across uh, Canada. Uh, Malcolm, the, the, the bizarre nature of this hypersexuality gender change carried out to the law in some states in the United States and some countries is just as grotesque as the doctors performing this surgery something has fallen into the minds of people. That's like a mental contagion. It's like a yeah. disease that's yeah. spreading from person to person. And it, and it's all in this realm of, of, of transgenderism.
0: Well, I call this the cultural rot of our country and and it is a cultural rot. I'll speak about it often enough. And listeners know that out there, it's a cultural rot, sadly. Uh, and it's, you, you know you'll have to pin this back on political operatives who seek to divide people for power uh it's what they do uh, And the me- our media is so lost it's so corrupt it's so bad the fault of state is non-existent anymore in our nation it's gone. I mean it's a sad sad state of affairs and it happened in our lifetime we lost it in our lifetime. And, you know, I often say, you know, I don't know if you've heard me on here, but I often say to listeners, you know, and I I do this because it's just it's so in your face. But, you know, we, we, you know, World War I, World War II, the greatest American generation. Tom Brokaw wrote the book, you know, The Greatest Generation. And I tell folks, you know, we're going from the greatest generation in American history to the most screwed up generation known to mankind. But that's the transition that's happening in our lifetime right now. And it's the cultural rot of America, but you're saying the right thing here as well. Unless people start to take notice of things we're talking about and like that, you're just saying yourself and putting out there. And there's pushback in the right way. People feel pressured; they feel guilty, and that's what the opposing people do. These these communist thinkers they make you feel guilty, and they push it out in society, and then they call you a phobe, a homophobe, uh, you're racist. Uh, you're a bigot. Uh, they put all these ugly names on you to discourage you from being truthful to yourself. You know, a lot of people don't want to get caught up under that and they succumb to whatever that pride moment is. You know that.
1: It's true. We can't let the acu- accusation of some type of new phobia um, be something that that we could, you know, respond to. All of us have uh, inclusivity in, in our lives every day uh, by the nature of what we do. I can tell you as a doctor, I've taken care of uh, you know criminals, drug abusers, murderers, fat people, skinny people, black, white, all different uh, genders. I've taken care of transgender people, gays, lesbians, uh, bisexuals, all of them. Uh, doctors are the, one of the most diverse specialties. We have a massive number of Asian Indians, um, Hispanics, uh, South Americans, I mean, on and on and on. Uh, so medicine is the most diverse of all the specialties and far and away has the most equity, inclusion, and diversity.
0: Yeah so
1: under it's... no circumstances can we ever accuse you know our specialty be accused of no. oh that, that that we're racist that we have some other um, you know some other uh, bias uh, built in uh, but what we do is we have a lot of training we know what normal is and i can tell you this is the first time that we are seeing the law step in and shut down clinical programs. I mean, major clinical programs at major medical centers in every city in the United States are being shut down Hmm. by state law. This is extraordinary. Uh, uh, Honestly, this makes the fight over abortion look very, very tiny.
0: And they're shutting them down because?
1: Because of the fact that we have very good data now that transgender programs in young people uh, do not improve gender dysphoria, they don't cure gender dysphoria, so they don't achieve the goal, number one, uh, that they they, they cause sterilization, about 80%. They are, are fraught with complications and side effects like urinary tract problems and surgical revisions. They are associated with increased mortality, homicide, suicide, and other causes. Uh, no. It's all around. It's just bad medicine. No, it, it, is, doctors like only prominent
0: in certain states. Is this prominent? I mean, I don't hear a lot about what you're speaking about. Is this prominent in just certain states or certain regions or areas? Do you know? It's
1: or? Malcolm. It's everywhere. Look up okay. in your city right now. Look up okay. uh, the major medical center. Look up transgender medicine. You'll find it in Dallas. I looked up my medical school. University of Texas Southwestern says, oh, we strongly believe in gender affirming surgeries. This is our clinic. Uh, Duke University's got a tops clinic and a bottoms clinic where they, I guess they have fun doing these surgeries. Um, It's grotesque. Every major medical center has- But you say they're
0: closing them down, you said.
1: Well, the states are closing them down as quickly as these places are springing up, but they're all over the world. They've sprung up in Russia and in South America- and in in Europe, Malcolm, it's all over. It's happening simultaneously. I, I can't explain it. It's almost as if something supernatural is going on.
0: Yeah. Well. Uh, well. Again, the cultural rot, uh, and it's. I'm telling you, it's done for political purposes. You've also these the kinds of things we're talking about and the signals that we continue to uh, rack our minds over here. Uh, uh, it really comes down to the onset of a socialist society. These are things that happen when, when societies have lost their collective minds. And uh, it's the lot of a, of a nation and it's happening everywhere. Uh, but you look at socialist countries and this is exactly the recipe, what's transpired right now in our country. Uh, it's happening in in, in uh, uh, short order, lightning speed here in America. And, it, and it's funny, it's at a moment where, as I remind everybody here, you know, if you were born and you were alive in 1976, you know that this was such a beautiful moment of our nation, the Bicentennial, 200 years America was, To see the American experiment had turned 200 years old. Wow, incredible, right? And it was just a feel-good, the parades and the patriotism was remarkable. And now, fast forward uh, to where we are, we are just uh, three short years away from 250 years old, another massive landmark to our nation. And you just have to wonder what the cultural rot and the fact that uh, communism is being pushed out into the public square. You have to wonder what we're gonna look like. I ask people that all the time, Ania. What do you think we will look like 10 years from now? We're changing so fast, so rapidly in the cultural rot of our country that uh, you're not gonna recognize the place anymore. And unless people start to really push back and take the country back, the rule of law is collapsing. Crime is sky high, and these are very bad signals. To a civilized society and to this america it is it is a recipe that is tearing the nation apart and that's the political cl- peter i'm gonna tell you right now it's the political class and the media elites that are being controlled by these globalist uh um, folks that are taking over the whole spin zone here and uh that's what's happened: the cultural rot of our nation and it's uh sad isn't it pretty sad you know uh,
1: you know that the thing about
0: sad state of affairs about
1: the thing about um saying is political. And the only reason why I hesitate that is, you know, I I, I tend to think of, you know, Democrat versus Republican or or or, or globalist versus uh, isolationist, what have you. But, you know, I'm looking up right here. uh, Well, it's not even
0: a Democrat. It's left of left. It's the radical infusion into the Democrat. The Democrats are lost. But there's a lot of good Democrats that are that are looking for uh, another movement, frankly, Peter. But it's the left of left. It's the radical part uh, of that party is what's happening.
1: I know. But let's let's just go over to a a predominantly Muslim country, Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And here's a podcast posted June first, twenty twenty three, trans healthcare in Indonesia, and it goes into this. Uh, in Indonesia, mm-hmm. they are trying to pass a health bill that will criminalize and actually imprison people who uh, take this transgender journey. Now, the only reason why they are doing this is because there's a rise of transgenderism in Indonesia. Well, So, Malcolm, it's it's hard to say it's political because it's just, it it seems like it's organic.
0: In those countries, they, they literally throw gay people off the roofs. You know that.
1: I know, but it, I'm just looking at this. Yeah. Here's one of the participants, yeah. Mario Pratama. She's a feminist LGBTQIA rights advocate from Indonesia, yeah. a pioneering Indonesian transmasculine movement. Um, and then another uh, uh, person here, uh, Riska Karolina, is currently the crisis responses staff for the Crisis Response Mechanism Consortium. 16 paralegals but what
0: you're missing though is the political elites they hop on things like this and they it's just like they're doing with the, the the open borders they hop on these things and they they make them political that's why it's always a left-right conversation Peter. that's exactly what happens so no it is absolutely political but they use it for that political power that's why it becomes a left-right conversation red states blue states and that's what this country does. I'm telling you, this is Malcolm. Period.
1: I know this country, but what yeah. I'm saying is, yeah. it's Indonesia. It's not about red states. Uh, uh, what I'm well, is, again,
0: as you said earlier, though, this stuff is moving all over the world. I mean, it's like the whole world is off its axis right now, and it's a you know, it's, everything is a little demented uh, everywhere. You're right, but usually in Muslim type countries, they have zero tolerance. I mean, zero. Or any sort of gay forget the trans just gay period they will I, kill kill those i know people.
1: but in indonesia this has been on the move now since 2017 yeah and they are having laws now to try to ban it
0: crack it down but
1: what i'm yeah. saying is it can't be red state blue state it can't be left or right it can't i mean here's russia russia now is um is working to well. Ban- there's a
0: Christian movement in Russia that fights back against us. The Orthodox uh, Christians in Russia. Russia is a very Christian nation. The people there, and they push back against these kinds of things. They don't want it. They don't like it. I,
1: I, I know, but what I'm saying is, they wouldn't push back on it if it wasn't popping up. So here's a a, a piece by Kyle Knight, senior researcher, Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Rights Program. Mm-hmm. Russia moves to ban trans health care. Exceptions for Medically Unnecessary uh, Normalizing Operations in Intersex Children, and um, and uh, elected officials well, in Russia are proposing a new law that would ban well, transgender people from accessing gender-affirming health care. Well, services. there's a lot of
0: copycats out there, too, and a lot of these countries copycat, but why else would a president of the United States... Throw the biggest parade party up there on the picnic thing. Allow people to take clothes off, everything, and tells them then you're in the likes of God. You, you don't think that's political?
1: No, I I think that's copying something that's going on worldwide. It looks like many parts of the world are ahead of the United States on this, and and so it, it no it, it it's it it seems like it's something way bigger than political. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Well, it
1: seems it's it's organically happening, Malcolm. Yeah. all over the world you can it, it, it is a simultaneous hmm. process interesting all over the world if, if it started the United States and this is just like um you know country Western music and it starts right. in the United all States right. and everybody you say well people just follow the United States on things but but no it, this has been all going right. on now for several years it's organic it's occurring all over and now countries all over are trying to ban it. Because it, it's, it's popping up out of control, including yeah. Russia, which officially is an atheist country. Uh, Indonesia, officially a Muslim country. And we could go from country to country to country.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of it. And there, there's a, I, mean, I hear you. And I know it's happening. A lot of these things, you're right. They are happening in, around the world. But that doesn't mean for a moment that the political elites and the media elites here don't hop on all these stories and use it to their benefit, just like, the, just at like they've done black and white racism is as disgusting as it could ever be. That the conversation, yet they run campaigns on it and they divide black and white all the time. It's the same way they're dividing gay and trans and regular people. Same way the human rights campaign came out and uh, talking about they're now the victims. Same way the president says you're in the likes of God and everything's cool, but they use it for their political power. Is what they do, and that's that's what's happening. It's happening here, all over the place, other countries, whatever. I can't speak for everybody out there, but I'm telling you, I know it's happening here, and they definitely use it for that purpose. Peter, and it's, uh... I,
1: I think, I, I guess, to summarize wh- where you've moved me on this is as I think transgenderism is some type of global, organic, mm-hmm. uh infectious contagion. It's a mental contagion, and in different regions of the world, different. Political groups use it and are trying to capitalize on on that's the word capitalize. That's the word political gain, but it doesn't have a political origin, it has some type of
0: no, but they capitalize on all of it. Now, you may be onto something, Peter. I don't suggest you're not. I don't know really the origins, you don't either. Of what is, uh, you know, I I said, well, I said earlier, the the earth is off its axis. I said, (laughs) it's all sort of, and that started well before COVID, didn't it? Now, right. Uh, I don't know. You can't make heads or tails out of some of this stuff.
1: You can't. I mean, the suppression of early treatment was worldwide, Exactly Uh, pushing the mass vaccination worldwide. Now, transgenders worldwide. And then we see in different parts of the world the way the political parties uh, come down on it. So transgenderism in Canada now, I think I told you there was a, a parliamentary vote. I mean, it's unanimous. To actually, uh, you know, absolutely so, railroad this and criminalize the parents. United States were fractured. I think we have Oregon and California and maybe Washington mm-hmm. state that's trying to yeah. criminalize parents who will stop this. But then we have other states like Georgia, yeah. Texas. By, by the way, Governor Abbott, it appears with some reluctance, finally signed uh, a bill uh, that would um, ban transgender medicine. By the way, it goes into effect in Texas yeah. September 1st. Can you imagine yeah. the gold rush of people who are going to try to get this surgery and hormones beforehand? Before?
0: Yeah. Beforehand. Yeah. 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 Let me tell, listen to something here as well, that I think is very, very important. And, and, uh, and we want to take a few questions here as well. Um, But you know, something Um, that, uh, Um, all right. I, I'd like everybody to think about what uh, Dr. McCullough and I are talking about, and I'd love to get your content. I'll tell you what, I'd love to get your questions, your thoughts though, and your perspective on this thing. In other words, he uses the word organic. So where where is this bubbling up from? Because when you think about what uh, we just transpired even with COVID, you're right. You know that happened. Everything is all over the world, and you're right. It catches on like wildfire, and it goes from country to country to country to country, and it just it like permeates the entire world. So what's causing all this, friends, out there? What's causing the cultural rot of humanity even? I mean, it's a cultural rot in America here for sure, but it's globally. It's worldwide. All these phenomenons are happening everywhere. What's what? Does anybody have any ideas or thoughts out there? I throw this out to you, listeners. What's happening out there, do you think? What's causing it in society, the societal rot right now? Email us here into the show on Pulse and email us to the platform, talk at americroutloud.com. You can email right there or just go to Pulse on the show page and click down to uh, Dr. McCullough and send them in here. But send, it, send your thoughts in on this thing. I'd love to hear from some of you as to what you're thinking of us. It's a very healthy conversation to have, as Dr. McCullough says. I agree with that. But I'd love to get your thoughts out there. I really, really would. What's causing this around the world, starting with the COVID stuff, you know where we're at here. And now here with all of this phenomenon, i know it's been hijacked and it's absolutely been taken over by political and media elites who have a, a very devious evil agenda i don't have any confidence in the in the political uh in the the, the betters the political class and the media class but i'd love to hear from you all out there let's We'll take a quick pause now you we're we're um pretty interesting conversation today and we're also on q a 72 by the way we'll take a quick pause we'll join you back on america out Loud
1: The Wellness Company is offering the Signature Series Spike Support Formula. The Wellness Company supports this formula because it's designed to remove spike protein from the body in its design in terms of its mechanism of action. The accumulation of spike protein occurs because of repeated COVID-19 vaccination and COVID-19 illness. The spike protein stays in the body a long time, causes heart brain, body tissue damage, as well as blood clotting. The spike support formula is designed to help the body catabolize the spike protein, begin to remove it through its natural mechanisms. It includes natokinase, the principal ingredient, 2000 fibrinolytic units or 100 milligrams. Those are uh, equal in terms of uh, conversion. Selenium. 75 micrograms, black sativa extract, 500 milligrams, Irish sea moss powder, 500 milligrams, green tea extract, 150 milligrams, and dandelion extract, 50 milligrams. Why the other ingredients? The other ingredients are designed to help block the spike protein's effect on tissues, help tissues recover and repair. It's the best we have now when patients are in need At this point in time, we can't make broad therapeutic claims regarding disease states, but we can tell you that this is reasonable in terms of supporting the body and helping the body clear spike protein and allowing your pathway back to better health. So go to twc.health and check out the spike support formula. You can use our promotional codes or go through our banner bars on our site to get promotional codes and discounts on your purchase.
0: It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing. Leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Join you back here friends it is malcolm out loud along with dr peter mccullough and a very educational conversation through the program Here is something that to dr mccullough is very passionate about as well and from from a medical standpoint and a doc he said some very very um profound statements in the first segment of the program if you missed it go back and listen when it gets to podcast but uh, yeah, as he says, it's wrong. It's wrong on so many levels. But I want to hear from you all out there. So email your thoughts in and let us know what you think's going on with some of the societal rot around the world now, not just here in America, but around the world.
1: And Malcolm, I think we should um, yeah. we should uh, stratify our conversation here to acknowledge, you know, throughout history, there, there have always been um, homosexual people. 100%. Uh, You know, it goes back to Roman times, it was well described, but probably, uh, you know, my writing partner, John Leake has said it it goes back, you know, to the beginning of of humanity. Uh, There has also been um, surgeries done at points of time in history, but for different reasons. So in the time of Christ, for instance, there were eunuchs, which there were castrated men, Mm -hmm. and, and the castrated men, were thought to be uh, you know, safe caretakers of women. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they would be caretakers of a group of concubines, or in the Ottoman Empire, they would be uh, the caretakers of the harem, for instance. So there have been things through history, uh, but what we are seeing now is actually children. The difference is it's children now. Okay. okay. And I don't think there's any historical, and maybe some of our you know area diet listeners can help uh, educate both of us on this if has this ever reached down to children and and I think what most of us believe I know I do is that when someone's an adult they can do whatever they Absolutely. want to do it's Absolutely. their choice right Malcolm yeah, yeah. and uh, you know you know and I think about these surgeries yeah. uh if a man wants to embark on these surgeries okay. have at it however Malcolm I don't want to pay for it That's right. They have to pay for itself. Now, you know, Obamacare in 2016 actually had uh, Medicare, Medicaid, and commercial insurance pay for these male surgeries.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, uh, let me say, there's another big piece to this now. Let's just stay right here then. And that is that uh, acceptance. They want more than acceptance. They want you to believe. That's the problem. See, I said to listeners the other day, I did a whole program on this. uh, And I said that, uh, you know, respect. It's it, let me say it's it started it started with the um the, the gay parades and it actually started before then actually um this this uh, cultural rot in our country but the gay parades coming down Main Street USA it's moved on from there and now they're demanding they and they want you to accept what they're doing, and this it's become it's a whole month, the pride and the parades, and then it's become a whole movement of everything we've shared on the show here, attacking the children, the indoctrination, and that you need to approve it. You know, there was a time, as you just said, all this stuff happened, but you know, Peter, it happened in, it happened in the closet. In, in the closet meaning it happened in the sanctity of your own life. It happened in your own personal space, which is the closet. What that means. You want to do this stuff in your own personal space of what happens in your bedroom. That's your business. But you stop bringing it out on Main Street, USA. That's the problem I'm talking about that really rubs me the wrong way, that somehow we're supposed to accept this as normal behavior with our children and our families. It's wrong. So you want to do it. You do whatever you want to do. Leave it in your home, in your bedroom, your whatever. And you can do whatever the hell you want to do. But you know, it's not enough, Peter, today. It's not enough. They and, Malcolm, it out there.
1: and Malcolm, I don't want to pay for it.
0: No, you're exactly right.
1: I don't want to pay for a man's breast implants and his very expensive uh, penile surgery. I don't want to pay for a, a woman's uh, mastectomy of normal breasts. So I, you know, I think uh, banning it uh, in childhood has to be done since the medical community won't police itself. I think in adulthood... Uh, we should in no way have uh, CMS or any governments anywhere pay for it, commercial insurances shouldn't pay for it, and people should be on their own.
0: You've just drawn a fine line, which I sort of like, the children. And I think you're right. That's where the fine line, and that's where the, the you know, that you know what I'm thinking here? This is going to become the next big fight like abortion then, based on the kids and what you just said. Don't you think this has got back to states' rights? Isn't this going to come become the next big, big battle then?
1: Well, this is going to be like some other things that have come up. This is going to be a factor that people are going to consider when they relocate to different states.
0: Oh, definitely, right? They do and that now is... with abortion. They do it now with abortion that
1: way. Well, uh, you know? you, well, you'll have abortion. You'll have transgenderism. You'll have medical freedom. Uh, you'll have, uh, you know, ethical, religious, and medical exemptions for vaccines. Uh, you right. know, people are going to start to look but, at. But Where hold they on. Want to live, But that's on- a red
0: state and a blue state, Peter. Back to what I said to you, it's a red state and a blue state. That's why it's political right there that some have taken advantage of the opportunity. It's a red state, blue state. Do you want this sort of a life or do you want this sort of a life? Am I right or
1: wrong? Well, in the United States, uh, it fits. I just don't know about how it fits in. the. Well, a lot of of these other
0: cultures, I don't know either with Indonesia and other countries like that. But I will say this, they have their political systems there and their structure. And and there's always a political, every one of these countries has a political uh, uh, system and a battle uh, to the core. And they suffer and struggle through the same battles we do here that we call Democrats and Republicans. But they have their battles. They're all over the place, unless it's a a dictator at the top. And surely those are out there. But yeah, no. So I mean.
1: What you're saying is, I guess there's a left and right in every country. Malcolm, let's let's take at least one question. I'm going to have to get off for another show. So let's try to get a few questions. All right. So we've got uh, Nicholas says, I just
0: listened to your recent interview with Mike Adams. I agree that many of the problems we have rest on the shoulders of the American people. I have for many years, along with a few others, attempted to educate people as to of the lawful authority defined in the Constitution. All right, that authority belongs solely to the people, but sadly we have learned that there are just a few who want anything to do with performing the duty necessary to protect liberty and freedom. This goes right along with the conversation we just had, Peter. Uh, the Constitution prohibits almost everything that the current government does, including the creation of agencies, such as FBI, DHS, et cetera. Few seem to care, and even fewer want to comprehend the proper type of government in which sovereignty remains with the people. Now, this guy, Nicholas, wrote more of a statement, and a, but I thought it fit into this conversation where you wanted to take it today. What do you say to Nicholas based on that?
1: Boy, it's just so hard. It's so hard to read motivations uh, behind it. You know, it, it, we're not seeing anybody ask any questions of the other side on anything. And when we do, we hear absolutely mind-blowing answers. I mean, today, Marjorie Taylor Greene was asking uh, Rochelle Lewinsky about vaccines. And Rochelle Lewinsky goes, she goes, I'm convinced the vaccines have actually brought us through the epidemic, that that, that they're the answer, that actually, you know, they worked. And everyone, everyone in the entire gallery was shaking their heads. It's just so hard to, you know, it's so hard to, to answer these types of questions unless we can really understand what's in the minds of other people.
0: No, but uh, this, uh, I applaud Nicholas to bring it out to question again. It's uh, people have to push back and to protect our liberty and freedom, and he's right on that basis. Same thing we've been talking about here.
1: There's some type of instability that's occurring through societies all over the world, and. People are seizing political power in this opportunism. You know, no better example than the, the U.S. budget. Uh, you know, the budget was massively expanded under COVID. The emergency has been over with. It's been over with for a long time. The budget never shrank. No, it that's never just, did. That's just taking advantage.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. We've got, uh, we'll save a lot of these questions for the next round next week. We we got uh, uh, completely enthralled and, uh, in this uh, conversation, which was an important conversation. Um thank you for that thank you that was um very interesting i was really fascinated to get uh from a doctor a medical perspective and your um You you blended the lines really, really well, both medically and politically in some of the conversation. Friends, I still want to hear from you out there. Email us in here at talk at AmericaOutloud.com. And let us know your thoughts about this whole movement and the the societal rot that I've talked about with you all. I'd love to hear them and we'll bring them to the attention of all our listeners here. We never use your uh, full name, so don't worry about that. Now, thank you for joining us on the mission here on America Out Loud Pulse. Always a beat ahead. Okay, my friend, that is a wrap there. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to get into any questions because it was so late. I kind of passed that up.
1: <laughs> but but let's, Malcolm, let's take on this transgender. I want to hear questions on it. And okay. I love the fact that you invited comments because that's how we're going to learn.
0: I right, tell you what, when you have a chance, put on your feed. Uh, and tag me at questions. Get questions in on the feed, and we'll have a we'll have an amazing uh, conversations with this. We get people involved in this, and you handled yourself really well. Uh, I applaud you with the medical and the political aspects. I love talking about that with you, and uh, I thought you did did really really well. Well, what
1: Malcolm, what's blowing me away mm-hmm. is the absolute simultaneous worldwide nature of this. And United States is not an elite. Uh, the Dutch and the Scandinavians. And governments all over are trying to are, are they're trying to squash it. You know, Russia, states in the United States, Indonesia. It's just something is going on really big.
0: It's a sickness, yeah, it's a sickness. Yeah. Now I bet you some listeners will have some ideas as to what that is. That's why I really fueled that out there. Maybe they'll come up with some thoughts. But I think they'll agree with me as well. The po- political and the media have taken the whole conversation over for power trips. Power. A lot of times it's votes. At times it's other things. But they're doing it and uh, in the meantime people are becoming victims by the minute and there's we're a victim society society of victims it's sad i rail sure. against this every hour of every day peter uh okay. every hour so listen uh, i gotta run get this ready yeah. to uh, roll but thank you sir have a beautiful day
1: okay.